You're listening to Podcast Historious Excerpts. So let's start 69 questions right now. What does it really mean, like independence for a country? Like we're just not talking about the Philippines. We're not talking about Spain or Nigeria. We're talking about as, you know, as a country yeah. in a political, economical terms. What does Independence Day mean? It, it, it should mean that a country is, uh, you know, independent from... Uh, it's independence from a lot of factors. Like we're basically, a country is free to decide by for its own. Um, its sovereignty is un- uh, unchecked. No other external factors. Like yeah, freedom in 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 the broadest sense of the word. Basically, that's that should be independence. Independence from other you know, invasion or uh, for lack of a better word, interruptions from other countries and stuff like that. Just you know, free to do your own shit. So that means if like Independence Day is like independent from any uh, third party, from any third party, whether that be another nation, another you know, another interested group, that's you know, free from that. And there are still countries all over the world that are not independent from like government, right? Yes. Some yes. somehow. Yes, somehow. Like right now. Like until now, but it really depends on what type of government you are. If it's parliament, if it's is it a monarchy, mo ba na sakto ba? Am I? That's right. Shit, am I really like accessing my fifth grader stock knowledge right now? But yeah, like it really depends on the type of government that you are. Because I do know that let's say Australia is still under the Queen's. Um, power right that's why they have like a prime minister but whatever it's we're not going to talk about australia or the uk right now because we cannot represent because first of all we are not caucasians i do not look like a uk person or an aussie person we're just going to talk about plainly the philippines so tell us the story about like what's the story behind the independence day like tell everyone especially the people around the world uh what is the summarized short story of the philippines Starting 1500s. Oh my God! Starting 1500s. <laughs> How would they know? Eh? I mean, like, kadang ano nag Independence Independence Day man ang mga Pilipino sa Spain ano de kada kasaput ka? Do you understand? Like, we have we have to start from the beginning. So 1521. Once upon a time. 1521. Yes, we start with 1521. Magellan niabot si Magellan dito sa Cebu. And no, not in Cebu, but in the Philippines, uh, more general term, and uh, discovered us, so to speak, in their, you know, in their language, in their own white, <laughs> white activities. in their own white benevolent <laughs> language. Oi, they no dis- racism. Say para yon Well, they dis- they set uh, foot here. Uh, they came to our shores, and uh, yeah, that was basically the start of three hundred years of. Uh, Spanish rule. Um, 300 years? Did they 500? No. 1500s could sila nabot niya. 1800s ang revolution. What's up with you? Oh. <laughs> All this time, I've been thinking it would have been like 500 years. <laughs> That's like math. That's not even history. That's math. <laughs> Sorry, I'm snorting. Oh my God. <laughs> Okay, so Spain kind of not we it did they didn't really conquer us. Uh, was it technically a, a, like a conquer? It thing? started off as um it, with Cebu that was um um no it started off as f- being friendly like okay bloody big establishing establishing uh, good relations because that was the mandate um by the Spanish courts the kings and the king and the queen themselves. Money so good. Yeah, like don't go there to start a war or to you know to intimidate or antagonize the locals you establish relationships because first and foremost the voyage the main purpose was to actually acquire to to acquire spice to acquire something um uh, because spice was all the rage in europe at that at that stage so spain wanted to be capistis a rage yeah rage just justin bieber was the rage 
age in like late 2000s. But like, you know, in 1500s, they were raging for spice. It was spices. No, it's gold, God, and glory. Um, no, that that's just, you know, uh, that's just a byproduct. Uh, you get gold by trading for spices. Okay, mansplain me, bitch. All right, continue. <laughs> so they went here. So they didn't really conquer the Philippines. They just came here to get spices. To get spices. That was one of the the mandates because it, it, it the voyage number one num, number one priority was economic. It had to be economical. Mm-hmm. They had to spend millions just to launch those ships to our shores. So they need to get you know the money back. So. Uh, they had to get the spice. That's number one. Number two, nilang a mandate is to spread the word of the of God, basically Roman Catholicism. So that's the God part of God, uh, uh, gold, uh, God and glory. And number three, and this is where it gets tricky. Um, whichever land they land on, uh, if they find um, in their voyage, if they find land, yeah, mo mo ground sila landing sila. They have to plant the Spanish flag where it's basically saying that, hey, this land is now ours because we set foot on it. And you won't believe how crazy that, that sounds because, um, many people have, they don't consider Banga people are already living in that, in that land. Let's like say, for example, the Philippines, uh, we were already here. So they didn't actually discover us because we've been here longer than, you know, for a long time before they came here. So Monashia and three mandates. So. Um, I think that's the conquer part already. So when See, they try your try your best not to be racist, good quotes. <laughs> really try your best. I can feel it. I can totally feel, feel it. it that you're trying to. No, it's it's it, no. It was the mindset of the 1500s, and you can't fault the voyagers, the explorers, uh, for thinking that way. Sad. How I understand is like Magellan is Portuguese, right? Yes, and he didn't get any. I mean, this is just like really preschool textbook. What I know as a non-historian, I don't like history at all. Which is kind of ironic because I'm doing a history special episode. But I, what I do know is Magellan is in, is Portuguese, and then he went to the Spaniard king. Yes, because <laughs> for support, because he wants to do the traveling thing. So it's like a voyage to not necessarily prove the world was around, but to prove that there to are prove that they can access. Yeah, because at that time uh, there was uh, the the Vatican. I, I forgot the name of the Pope, but the Vatican at that time, um, they separated the world. Hambugiro kay in Portugal and Spain. Sila rin ang nagtagiya sa world. The Vatican separated um, rights to explorations. But the right side of, of the world belongs to Portugal. And the left side, which is Monasha and the Americas, belongs to Spain. So that was the, the partition uh, that the Vatican made. And Magellan wanted to prove that you can actually... Connect. Because the Spice Islands belong to the Portuguese side of, of the demarcation line. So Magellan wanted to prove that by traveling west, they can still arrive east. And as a byproduct, by accident, they discovered that the world was in fact... Round. Yeah, so it's just like a byproduct or not necessarily the goal to prove the yes. world is, you know, spherical or round. Uh, but was it the same voyage uh, with Columbus discovering, quote-unquote, the Americas? No. Columbus was, uh, I think, a bit earlier. They, they discovered the Americas around 1400. So Ah, so they have the route now. They, they had the, the route, yes. And uh, Magellan basically just, you know, um, studied the maps and 
found that um, there was uh, an, an easier way off of the tip of South America to, to cross it. And uh, that was very revolutionary at the time. Yeah. And it became like, of course, duh, because like everyone thought, I mean, everyone really thought that the world was just flat at some point. Yeah. yeah. There was no proof. So it was an innovation. So like a like a revolutionary, yeah, yeah revolutionary. The funny thing is though, it, it may have been um, general knowledge for the local populace, but the sailors really knew. Um, those who were, you know, in boats, they, they knew that it wasn't round. Um, the what they call this, the the one who kind of um, studies the stars, astronomers. Uh, the astronomer, the astronomers knew. Right? They had like very sound, solid theories that the world was round, but it wasn't really. You know how academic papers are. It's just you know a few. Uh, sila lang sa. They have their own world. Yeah, they have their own. <laughs> sila rin nakaibaw bang delicia flat yun, But the local populace will remain as dumb as they they always remain. That's when it started. How I understand, Magellan kind of like really created a, a new pathway yeah. for the trading, the galleon trade, for sure. Because like you said, it's more an economical, we need more spices. And they landed in the Philippines, specifically in Cebu City. Yes. Uh, and then, you know, like uh, there are a lot of tribes already uh, pre-colonial. And then they kind of like colonize with all the whatever. I kind of wrote this on the show notes. Uh, I actually like um, uploaded... Mm. The, the the Virgin Mary uh, episode from like episode two, it's like an excerpt. And I, I actually wrote about this, that the galleon trade housed a lot of various personalities, right? Yes, very. So we're not really getting the best <laughs> white people. We're not really getting the best uh, characters in the world. It was even like documented by a priest at the time that there are already like abuses and s- slavery in the Philippines, and it went on for three hundred years. Yeah, until I mean, the Independence Day, and that's what I'm going to ask you: What were the instances that triggered this revolution in the Philippines? Okay, so from 1500s to 1800s, um, it's usually it's really just you know this ebb and flow, this back and forth of of aggression and and, and being friendly um, with, with Spain. And uh, well, first of all, you have to understand that kani mga these Spaniards who came across uh, who came to our shores. They can do work. Their mindset is they can do whatever they want because they're far from the eyes of the king and the Spanish authorities. So, Marisha, uh, freedom. It was freedom for them, but to uh, do whatever the hell they want and make a name for themselves in these new, in these new territories. So, kanang, of course, the abuses of, uh, happen um, because of that uh, way of thinking. And, and, uh, so for 300 years, uh, one of them is uh, slave labor. So, when we finally participated in galleon trades, they, uh, the Spanish authorities, the ones who were in the Philippines, they conscripted locals to work on the ships. So build the ships get uh, so from uh from scratch and they didn't have any pay well wala pa may mga labor rights at the time so they were they weren't paid but yeah I, I think they were fed but um monasha but they were really worked uh, like a horse uh, by then so murag um yeah, that, that was that was uh, one of the many gripes and then for many years um sa kwan pod sa religious sa religion aside the spanish priests or the missionaries were kanang um Converting Asman to Roman Catholicism, and some of us, or many of us, have actually were uh, really, really adapted to the Roman Catholic religion. But like, um, we we wanted, we wanted it, we really liked it, and uh, some of us actually became chose to serve God 
So some of our ancestors did that and they were kalimot mo si term na promoted to being Campaign. priests. Ah, okay. Oh. Leveled up. So they were siya nahimog um, priest mo. But the thing is, uh, Spanish, katong mga Spanish nga uh, friars, they don't want uh, Filipino nga mga priests to kanang sila mo yung head sa, sa, sa parish oh, yeah. which is caused uh, a rift between uh so there were also kind of minor rebellions uh, about that um, in the 300 years. So you're telling me if we're going to uh, compare that with the working class at the moment, dahan kay mga reklamador. Oh. So kung sa opisina pa ni, na ay bago nga lo, yaw-yaw diha, mag-campaign, mag-resign, kina mga yana nga dating. So that's what you're telling me. And that's what was happening at some point. Like the, the only thing that we can do is just imagine, right? Like we really don't know what really happened. We're just basing everything from whatever was written by academics, yeah. but textbooks and, and, and testimonials and diaries. But just for common sense, we can imagine, like, let's say, they called us Indios back in the day, right? Indios yes. is practically derogatory. a very derogatory term, but it's 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 they use for uh, the natives, the Filipino natives. Yes. So they called us Indio. They were practically the, the lowest, <laughs> the lowest um, uh, status in the society. And uh, but these minor rebellions were just super minor, and it and because of the geographical uh, shape of the Philippines, it's just really kind of difficult to have this unity kind of thing, right? Yeah. Okay. Wala ba social media sa una? Yes. You know, like makiki baka sa bakulod. Why do you lamag ang late The only the best thing they had then was. Uh, newspapers, uh, which was heavily yeah. controlled by the Spanish authorities, Japan. So the type of news you get is more borderline propaganda, na and posters by you know yeah. by individuals, which was also sort of contraband or illegal, especially if it was spouting kanang mga kanang mga notions of freedom and independence stuff like so that. So imagine that, guys. Like newspapers, dissemination of information is like really controlled and um, by one party, which is the, the colonizers and the Filipinos, the, the best thing that we can do, kay we don't have that much freedom, was creating a secret society, right? Yes, yes. The, which is the KKK. Listen to the full Independence Day special on Podcast Historias. 